Okay. Welcome to another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I am joined once again by senior editor Steve Tovey. How are you doing, Steve? Very good, mate. Good to be seeing you again. Hi, things are you? Yeah, man. Always great to see you. Uh, this is the Steve and Keith Power Hour, as dubbed by Omar Cordy, who hosts <laughs> and edits these things. It is the Power Hour. We're talking about uh, albums coming out this month. We're a little bit into September, already had an early September release day and a few more weeks to go in this extremely packed season of releases, as well as maybe a little forecasting for October at the end. Cool. But I uh, say, yeah. Keith and Steve power out, but I did like Omar's uh, subtitle last time for, yay, two more white guys talking about metal. So I think <laughs> you know, we've got to <laughs> shout that one out. <laughs> yes, that's great. Yeah, he's got, he's got jokes, that guy. He's got jokes. Um, you yeah, man, uh, you know, once again, as always, a great job by yourself, great job by the team. Uh, we had a humongous amount of releases in August, which we just talked about technically a few weeks ago. So, you know, not too much more to add there for those who have you know, listened to that podcast. Thank you. And then again, we are in the heart of the album release season, maybe for the whole year. I think there's something like, I mean, we're not going to get to cover them all because it's not humanly possible. But I think there's something like 400 releases between now and the Thanksgiving holiday in America. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, like I say, August, to be fair, been a little bit selfish in that I've indulged myself in August and just listened to the albums that I really enjoyed. Um, and they're the ones we talked about last time around, but I'm more than happy to to cover again and give the props to. And they're mainly bigger bands. I know we like to give a, a little push now and then, or more than now and then, where we can to some of the more underground or less known and acts. But to me, summertime is all around the, the, the big hitters. So, I mean, I was happy to pick up a cover to review myself for the pale waves album um a lot more pop punk in there some enjoyable big big tunes but in terms of i don't know just about as we said last time august was about big metal um i love the halo effect album i played that a lot yeah uh, Jesper and uh early in flames and early dark tranquility lineups playing early in flames and early dark tranquility music with big hooks um a little bit of the haven projector era dark tranquility and some of the vocals and tracks which is great for me but just lots of mellow mellow death riffs lots of kind of up tempo dual guitar stuff and oh, in in my wheelhouse for that one loved that and in a similar vein we spoke about it last time i thought soil work smashed it out again with the the album title i still can't pronounce that begins with over and then it's got some other overhead and getting or something <laughs> like that i don't want to embarrass myself um where yeah where uh speed and the band are kind of indulging their their 80s love more and more as they go by more scorpions in there more just big songs and i think first time you hear it, it kind of goes by a little bit but then this just grabs your brain there's just choruses and pre-choruses and verses bigger than some bands best chorus and you know it's just a, a real mix of some aggressive bordering death metal stuff all the way through to just yeah big anthemic rock um so i love that one um and then the, the final one for me up August, the one I've listened to the most, and we've been just been talking about for about the last 10 minutes or so, is the New Machine Head album, which is, for me, they've kind of done it again in that I think Bloodstones and Diamonds had a similar vibe of just pulling together everything they do and just, but with this this time around, Kingdom and Crowns, it's got a bit more thrash, a bit more metal in it. I think the, the lineup changes reinvigorated. So I think the writing approach they've taken over the last year or so, it's sort of freed, it seems to free Rob Flynn a little bit. There's... In the past, you could potentially pick what he'd been listening to in the six months prior to writing and see where the brain was at for the writing. This just seems to be a load of, you know, 
10 really good metal tracks, uh, varying in length, varying in style. Some are you know, really fast and dual guitar stuff going. Some are big, slabby, heavy. Some have got the alternate, uh, the uh, pinch harmonic stuff that you expect that um, harks back to burn my eyes. So it's just great record. It's probably my number one for the year so far. And I'm, yeah, it'll take something special to shift it. Um, for those. The other bits I just want to mention from last week in September, there's a couple of albums we've we've covered that I haven't got around to listen to yet that are on my must-do list, judging by our well, other reviews and also from the, the general buzz around them. One is the, the Callous Cowboys um, album. Be careful not to say Callous Cowboys. Um, and uh, the other is Blind Guardians, which I've never quite clicked with Blind Guardian. But when Gary Alcock did our review, and he's very much cast the, the fishing rod and, the, you know, I've bit the bait, so I'll, I'll check that. It sounds like it's more like the Tales of the Twilight um, sort of stuff back in the earlier, thrashier days, a bit less like uh, you know, arm's length um, power, you know, big sheen symphonic power metal, a bit more just heavy metal. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one as well. But yeah, that's basically been my last, what, three weeks, four weeks since we, we spoke. So so work, Halo Effect to Machine Head. So that's pretty good <laughs> for me. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Nothing else to be said about the machine head. Going to be very hard to move off of my number one for the year. Wasn't expecting that. Uh, pleasantly surprised. Fantastic album. And uh, yeah, just, yeah, there's Bravo all around. Also Halo Effect. Fantastic. A uh, couple of records. Soil Work also fantastic. Probably the record I listened to the second most beside machine head. And then I'll just throw out two others we've already talked about. Uh, Dreadnought I had been sleeping on and then I saw them at Psycho Las Vegas I will spare everyone listening to this podcast who has heard me on other podcasts talk about my Psycho experience a review coming soon by myself and Andrew Rish, a writer from Ghost Cult from uh, Ohio and um, yeah man Dreadnought I saw them live and I was like okay I screwed up I need to go listen to this record and the record is a banger it is so good and uh, I definitely slept on them. It's my bad, everybody. Apologies, Dreadnought. Apologies, uh, Shannon, to Perfect World PR for trying to get in front of and us with this album. She loves, she's been yeah, very keen to encourage us to listen yeah. to it. And she's right. And they're great. It's not just a publicist loving their band, like, you know, promoting their band, but she was trying to extol their virtues sincerely as a fan also. And then I'm going to say The Oceans of Slumber, which we talked about on the last podcast, but I'll be brief. Now that I spent a little more time with it, I interviewed Cami. People can check out my Cami Gilbert interview. I'll have a link to that in the description. What a fantastic record! Definitely a left field, left you know, uh, left turn for that band. Total left turn. I think in a way it's weird. They covered Wolf Moon by Typo Negative on their last record, and it's almost like this whole record is influenced by that cover, a little bit. Yeah. Like that's a real influence that have co that's come to the fore. They're well known for their covers. Uh, I think actually their cover, uh, the Billie Holiday cover, is the best cover I've ever heard of anybody. I know it's, it sounds very, you know, a lot of hyperbole there, but I mean it. And I love covers. Yeah. I, love, I was in a cover band. I love cover songs. And this is my, like, maybe the best and most important cover I've ever, ever done. But, um, which technically is a cover. It's not originally Billie Holiday didn't write it. But anyway, uh, she just made it popular. But yeah, that album's fantastic. That's uh, Starlight and Ash on Century Media. Everybody go get it. They're on tour right now in the U.S. They're super underrated. They're playing like small clubs. And I feel like that band should be much bigger by now uh, for whatever yeah. reason. So just fantastic stuff. And that's like most of my August. That wasn't my tried and true listening stuff uh, that I, you know, jam all the time. So, yeah, good stuff there. 
Um, do you want to do a little look ahead to the rest of September and let us know what you're what you're looking forward to the rest of this month that people should check out, whether they know about it or not? No, it's good. I think, I mean, yeah, this week, um, well, I'd say this week, depending on when this, this uh, sees the light of day, but um, I'll be going and working through the spreadsheet, if you like. So in chronological order, um, looming, impending on our, and everyone else's ears that we've been fortunate enough to have for the last few weeks is the new, obviously, the new Parkway Drive. Um, so we talked before about this is the big season. This is when it's almost like uh, Oscar season, you know, in terms of Hollywood. This is where all the albums that are going to be in the running for the albums of the year and the big tours for next uh, first quarter of 2023 all starting to come out now. And I think um, Parkway builds on the path they've been going down from Ayer and into uh, Reverence and then Darker Still and Epitaph out this week. Uh, I think I messaged you the other day at a I wouldn't say a bad day, but I've been at work. Uh, and it's like, this is just like the caffeine shot my ears needed. I'm, I'm happy. I'm again, you know, it, it just, it, it does does what you want, but not in a way that's just another park, not that they could do just another parkway album. And I think the other big one for me this um, this week, I haven't got around to hearing yet, is a new revocation, uh, Never Heaven on Metal Blade. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm a bit in and out with, with, uh, with them. I love Deathless, less so some of the others. Uh, but they always seem to have at least a couple of tracks that click for me and the lead off tracks for this album really interested me. There's a bit more fire and a bit less, there seems to be more focused is probably the right way to put it, or a bit more focused in an area that connects with me, which isn't, I don't want to put down any of the last couple of albums because there is some really good stuff. And I know a lot of people connected with them on a strong, uh, in a strong way. So moving into Friday, 16th September. There's a, there's a rather large album out that week that I might leave for you to talk about. You may be uh, somewhat of a fan of, uh, of a certain satanic band that, uh, <laughs> that have, a, have a release on the 16th um, from Poland, perhaps. Um, but the ones on, on my, my personal, um, I guess, radar, uh, Iris with a Gloria EP on Nuclear Blast. It's their follow-up to the Order of the Mind uh, that kind of, I think, was a bit of, took everyone by surprise a couple of years ago. New band, new album. Slightly Gajira's style, but with their own twist and heaviness on it. Um, so I'm interested to see what what they've got. Um, they're sitting in the sitting in the promo list. I've got it, but I haven't had the chance to listen to yet. Um, another one on, on the radar is Kill Division. Uh, so a bit of a super group. Don't like to use that term too much, but Dirk Buren's uh, grind side project, but like proper grind. What I think of as grind, like terrorizer style, napalm death riffs. You know, not 2,000 miles an hour and lots of that, but actual proper, yeah, you know, <laughs> world downfall style um, style music. And there's uh, guys in there from Gruesome, Venom Inc., Eleven um, Creation. Uh, so that's out on Redefining Darkness, which is cool, a cool sort of death metal underground label. Um, guy that runs it, Thomas, is, uh, is always really friendly and he's someone you can tell loves his bands. You know, I'm not saying everyone that works at labels doesn't love that, but he seems to have a real connection with a lot, lot of uh, the bands they work with. Uh, and on the 16th, we have uh, the band called Clutch, you may have heard of, they have, have a new record that's got some groovy riffs on it, I think. So, <laughs> um, moving late into the month, so this, there's a, as we say, Stacks month in September, to be fair. Uh, moving through, there's, um, there's a band or an artist called Kid Capici that I've uh, picked up on a um, new single, or found a new single um, called New England with Bob Villain on it and uh, Violin. Sorry, pretty bad pronunciation. But the album's called Here's What You Could Have Won um, on Spine Farm. Bit of a, a left field for Spine Farm. It's not metal. It's kind of, I don't know, it's almost like 
grime rock or something. <laughs> I don't know what the actual. I'm sure there'll be a subgenre somewhere that we can uh, we can steal and use. But that's really interesting to me. It's kind of got a lot of Frank Carter psych punk in there. Um, yeah, it's sort of caught my attention. It's different. I haven't heard anything particularly like it before, and it and it works. The, the three singles are strong, uh, and so flipping from that to underground atmospheric death metal, um, writhing. I have a new album out on Everlasting Spew that I really like. Um, first couple of listens of that, that's scratched that kind of nasty, death, deathly itch. And yeah, just to close, that's a big band, uh, Frail, the Frail album, uh, F-R-A-Y-L-E, uh, Skin and Sorrow. So I mean, when pitching it to, to Duncan uh, Evans, who's going to do the review for us, I was like, do you want something doomy, a bit dreamy, a bit Chelsea Wolf, hint of Mercury in the, in the vocal lines? And he's like, yeah, send it my way, I'm all over it. So that's, you know, I think that's one that I'll interest a lot of people and then get to the end of the month um Strigoi, um which is fan and fire part two if you like Gregor mcintosh with uh chris casket and sam kelly wallace who um good friends with um who as a collective put together some crusty deathly doomy stuff but it's it's really good horrible music using that term again that i'm not supposed to use and again small band called slipknot you might have heard of might have an album out on the 30th of September that so far actually I'm you know same as with um I've got a blank on what the last album was called <laughs> same as the last album the singles are good um I'm really interested in this, in this new step not don't think there's a big musical progression from the last one but if it's part two I'm more than happy with that it was a really good album last time around so so that's yeah it's supposed to be a whistle stop tour but there's a whole load of stuff that's on my radar some of which I sort of picked up and heard some of which is still still to land in the ears but yeah yeah, I can't imagine. Uh, f- I don't think last year had a five or six week period where we had like album after album of just the upper echelon of bands, whether the quality of those bands shines through is another story. But between like the the poles of like Machine Head through Slipknot's five weeks of like every week, there's a major band with an album out. It's unusual, even in the yeah. hectic time of the year for releases, uh, you know, clearly you name dropped a few things i will say the parkway drive uh, as, a, as a as a mild spoiler which i don't like spoilers i hate spoilers but i'm gonna i'm i think is an enticing way to like carrot people in if you haven't been into parkway either you yeah, will definitely. you will you will love this record and it might be there in terms of popularity i have a feeling this could be their like black album this could be like in the charts whether that matters or not it does matter just the record label people I have a feeling this record is going to be enormous and people don't quite expect how enormous it's going to be. It's going to be enormous once it comes yeah. out Friday. Uh, obviously, Machine. Uh, so beside Machine Head, we talked about Megadeth this week or last week, this weekend. Um, you know, generally overall, fantastic, heavy, aggressive, love the rips, love the guest appearances. Uh, record kind of falls off toward the end. Sorry, everybody uh, who was, you know, expecting yeah, yeah. Fan, fanboy out. I'm a huge Megadeth fan. And it's it, it's better than Dystopia, which I didn't love, uh, but it's definitely a step. The the singles, the 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 uh, deep cuts of the album, the soft underbelly of the album. To quote my other podcast ho- co-host Nick Cameron, it's definitely weak. It's got some weak spots. I'm sorry. Um, other records, uh, Abrams is out this week. Doom band that I'm really high on. Not a lot of people talk about them, but really really strong Doom vibes. Stoner, you know, sort of Death Doom, Stoner Doom um you mentioned revocation trauma is a thrash band with an album's a sort of third wave bay area thrash band 
that has a new sort of sort of a comeback album out this week on Massacre Records, which released the recent Hatriot album. So that's something people might want to check out. Uh, love the Frail record, as you said. Uh, Behemoth next week, uh, along with Clutch, uh, two huge records out that week. You know, obviously, I know Nergo, very controversial, but, you know, musically, the guy is flawless the last 10 years of his career. And actually, I love the early Behemoth is really my favorite Behemoth, the Lima Six and things like that, but uh, that nobody talks about anymore. Uh, Zia Koskulta and things like that are records that I really gravitated to early in their career. But yeah, this this record's just a continuation of the last couple, The Satanist and I Loved You at Your Darkest. And um, yeah, this is, this is a crazy one. And I can only imagine what the live shows are like um they're yeah just insane and then here's a speaking of if if you bristle at the notion of behemoth here's your behemoth alternate is gaera on season the mist with their new records portuguese yes. black and doomy death metal band progressive death metal maybe progressive black metal uh they are insane their live shows are nuts and kind of portal uh-huh. vibes they don't really talk much to the crowd they just kind of do their thing and leave and uh that is shining through on this new album I think you're getting a real, like, a, the, I think they're able to capture that live essence on an album for the first time. And then uh, you mentioned, you, yeah, 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 so yeah. heavy. And you mentioned Slipknot. Slipknot moves the needle for everybody, whether you love them or hate them. I'm I'm fully excited for this new record. Uh, you know, didn't, didn't, you know, they've been teasing us that they had a record ready to go. They claim to have a whole nother record ready to go. That's not a commercial record. That's like a weird leftovers record, uh, avant-garde soundscapes and things that clown has done, but like, I'll take this record, <laughs> the end so far, the band is not breaking up probably. Um, and you know, just people oh, no. are freaking out. <laughs> they, they have like a new not fest festival popping up everywhere in the world about every 10 days. They announce a new one. So they just did yeah. Finland and Germany this summer. I know they had a cruise plan. They canceled during the pandemic. I heard rumblings that could come back. They, they just solidified Chile, you know, South America, Chile, uh, Colombia and Brazil. So those are the humongous markets uh for for festivals and and metal festivals and they're all going to sell out probably in in south america and more to come with those guys so and uh another album perhaps under the radar that's coming soon is ken mode it shouldn't be they've won juno award uh you know just just as you like to say there's the canadian version of horrible just horrible sludge doom metal occasionally they will surprise you with a weird outlier song that's like a weird you know catchy song but like they're so heavy and abrasive they maybe have their best lineup of the band ever uh it's the two brothers matheson and you know some friends and um i'm very high on this record this is not this is going to be as i think probably a very surprising record for the end of year polls i have a feeling with the new additions to our staff who love horrible music yeah that's true uh, they're gonna you know they're gonna probably love that record too yeah, cool. Yeah, and uh, I'm just going to give a little, uh, just going to do a little roundup on the How Do You Pronounce It? Korea album um, and another black metal um, band that UK, so I'm a little bit biased. Um, I've, I've seen them before, a band called Terra, uh, T E R R A. We have to do all these different spellings, that, you know, as in, as in, uh, and there's kind of um, four tracks, each about 15 minutes long, but some really immersive, atmospheric, progressive black metal. Um, and I think they're, they're first two albums um, 
were a bit more straightforward this time they're getting a bit more experimental so they're they're a band that um i was about to say d wall no not d wall c squared um uh been uh, publicizing and it's a, it's a self-release one um but it'll be up through Bandcamp and uh, all the usual streaming point, um, points but yeah that's towards the end of the month but having had given that a couple of spins that's one for late at night when you're catching up on work emails when you're not supposed to be and you just did something i would say enslaved like but you know i mean that kind of not as epic and clean there's no clean vocals to that extent on there but yeah that, that sort of uh soundtrack kind of black metal if you like um but good yeah they're, they're, they're the they're the underground little nugget yeah of course yeah there's been a, a bunch of great black metal and and real underground style releases not just the commercial bands there's been a, lot, a tremendous year for music i i also notice we're in the time of the year where uh albums are starting to formulate they're not quite announced but we're getting new so enslaved had a new single since you mentioned them and uh, oh, yeah. flames has some new singles out no album announcement yet dying fetus put out a new song last week so i think we're starting to get the ink the first inklings of what's coming on the horizon for 2023 yeah. very you know very exciting times uh on top of all the probably popular bands that will have an album out in 2023 that we don't know about yet yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. if we're doing the ball of uh, the ball of it, I'm sure Trivium have got another album. The way things have been going, they spend so much time doing stuff. <laughs> they, they <have laughs> their, imagine if you had your own full studio to record in, shoot videos uh -huh. in, do live streaming content from. The possibilities are endless. They made enough money from those live streams during the pandemic to buy a property and fit it, and outfit oh, it, and hire staff. Uh -huh and have permanent tech people that work with them. That's that's when you know the band has made it, when they have like their permanent, just you work for Trivium now. You don't have to wait to go on tour. You're you're our team. So, you know, they're, I would imagine they're going to do a record, you know, album tour, album tour, as long as they can. Um, and it also, you know, some of those guys have families. So it allows them to still be home with the family and work full days, full weeks if they want to. So yeah. that's uh, interesting yeah. the uk side where and i've got out the habit of going to gigs um quite significantly i need to you know start to rectify that but we're starting to see the return of the big tour so we've got machine head and monomath uh dual headliner coming up parkway um headlining soon trivium's coming just the other you know just the, the next side into the new year january sort of time lamb of god uh heading out um i think before, just before christmas time so yeah the if you like the the, the big boys are out and they're on tour, and go and go. Sorry, I should say, <laughs> the big people are out, um, and and the yeah, the, the proper concerts, if you like, the the larger ones are starting to to reappear. Um, you know, I wouldn't say it's not quite like the last twenty years haven't. Last twenty years felt like twenty years. Twenty twenty hasn't happened, but we're getting back. Yeah, we said earlier twenty twenty was six years long. Now it's twenty years long. However long that bloody year was, <laughs> but yeah, but it's, it's starting to feel a bit more like uh, I, I think we said. A couple of these these ago, we've now got all the albums that were scheduled for last year that are now out and coming out. We've had all the albums that would have been coming out naturally. So this run we've got at the moment of everything. I think by the end of this year, the decks are cleared, the bands are all out on tour, the festivals will be in their second cycle, and we should hopefully be back to some sort of uh, musical normality, even if like God knows what's happened with 
politics and life thing. <laughs> That's oh, man, my condolences about the news today <laughs> about the uh, new prime minister. Terrible news. And uh, and similar to it's good to know that we are not the most dysfunctional country in the world. We're just one of them uh, in the U.S. We are terrible. And uh, so is England. So uh, Great Britain. So uh, I, 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 yeah, this happening with someone that one percent of the population voted for so yeah, less than one yeah I mean, unreal it's similar yeah similar yeah it's just uh you know maybe you don't have the wild conspiracy theorist maniacs uh like you know charlie yeah, from uh, it's always sunny meme insert here but uh yeah maybe you don't have that element yet yet yeah. But yeah, we have that still to contend with. Uh, and we have an election coming up that's going to be br a brutal, just wow. bloodbath on every, you know, on every level, terrible. The country is more divided than ever. But at least we have music. I was going to say, I know the the real Brexit fallout is like Anthrax can afford to go to the UK, but not the rest of Europe. And they had to cancel that leg, which is super yeah. disappointing because they, the only, until they just completed a US headline tour, which I got to see. And uh you know, the problem is they, they have actually done a headline tour in Europe and it should be very lucrative to go to Easter, the Eastern part or Central and Eastern Europe. Uh, but it's not. They can't, they, for whatever reason, logistics is just code word for money, whether it's fuel, whether it's the bus, whatever it is, the insurance. For them, insurance to can't, for them to cancel those dates completely is a loss. Now they're going to go back in early and finish their record, which is good news for me. Because I'm hungry for a new Anthrax record, but it's a bummer for people who were excited to see that tour. But again, they are at least playing the UK. So, uh, you Which know. Because other than the big ones, most bands now are, can't afford to do the UK, so they're doing Europe and not, not coming to. So, we go. Maybe that's why it feels like there's more big tours because they're the ones that can afford and get past the logistics and the red tape to get. To get over here now that we've uh, separated ourselves from the rest of the world but you know yeah, buy stuff from your right. favorite bands if you want to see them support them with your wallets i know it's hard it's hard for everybody right now uh i am getting a lot of stuff that i bought earlier in the year is just finally showing up actually my machine head vinyl is not now is now not coming until november but i <laughs> november i was like oh come on they have been working on this for a long time but i guess they just yeah this vinyl's not ready so Anywho, that's that's my story here. If you got anything else you'd like to wrap up with, I will cede the cede my time to you. No, I don't know. Um, you caught me on it. Um, <laughs> no. Um, thank you. That's to edit some of that out. <laughs> no. Some, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's all good, man. And once again, it's always a pleasure to see your face and hear from you no. and share these things with you. Um, Eternal props to our staff who's been crushing it this whole year, like on a level we have maybe never seen. And that's really saying something considering past people who've been here, but uh, they are churning it and burning it, man. We're really uh, turning out those reviews. There's been some funny, I will close with this. There's been some funny, uh, like I said, the Megadeth, there was a weird Megadeth backlash. We were one of the few major, we'll call us a major site to not give them like an, uh, an effusive 10 of 10 or a nine of 10. And we gave a little more critical review. Our one, our arguably best reviewer was on it, Gary. And, uh, you know, he gave a fair accounting. I listened to it and, I, you know, I'm always looking for the angle not taken. And I was like, wow, I really agree with this 100%. So, you know, don't take these reviews personally. There was a smaller band that didn't like the review written by another excellent writer we have. And they were like, oh, man, kind of bummed out by the review. 
And I was going to like retweet them and be like, here's some advice. Cause like, don't complain about it. Like I get it. Like it's no one wants to get bashed for the thing they love. And a lot of other people have praised that same record and we didn't. So maybe we're wrong or bad or and it's, a, it's a shame. Some, one of their fans commented, like, it's a shame when you see sites that have reviewers that don't really listen to the record. It's like, now I assure you, this person's an exceptional writer, listened to it a bunch of times and gave a full, his full feeling you know, a bad review doesn't mean you're a bad band. It just means you got that person, the wrong person, or didn't click with them for some reason. There have been many albums that were like turds, and then their next album is incredible. In my personal opinion, I'm doing this for 20 whatever years. You're doing this for 20 whatever years, Steve, or more. Maybe maybe more than that. So, you know, not to age you, but, uh, you know, like, I'm don't sorry. take it. Yeah, bad <laughs> yeah, bands, if you get a bad review, don't take it personally and certainly don't you know, complain about it. I think yeah. I think it's poor form to complain about it. I think you just suck it up, take one, be like, oh, they didn't like this one. Oh, well, move on. Don't I mean, bitch about it. I'm not going to clap back at you for bitching about it. But like, also don't take pot shots at our team who does, they care very deeply about every single thing they write. So, and I'm not, not trying to make up ourselves. I think we, we don't ever, even with a bad review, tend to fall into the the name calling or the, the generic insult and it's usually you know it would always work for it to come from a constructive point of view and to say why it didn't work for that particular writer on any particular time you know i don't think we've we've even when there's opportunities to i don't think we've gone and pulled pot shots at anything and i think we're all very aware that there is as much as we try there's that line between subjective objective when it comes to music and you know for all the best intentions and we try and match the, the albums to the writers based on their, their tastes and their preferences and what they've asked for Sometimes people from the staff, you know, from the team ask for an album and they hate it. You know, and it just doesn't click with them. And it, it absolutely should, but that X factor or that sort of, you know, might, that detail doesn't click with them. But what we'd always try and do is to be, you know, like I say, to be honest, um, we'd never tell someone ever, there's no editorial agenda on any of the reviews. You, you do what you do. Sometimes it's like, oh, I can't believe you didn't love that one. But okay, fine. <laughs> you know, but we don't go in and we don't re re reassign the review. They run as they are. And everyone, as you say, is writing from, in the heart with a with a love of weird heavy music so you know i agree it's difficult and from my other previous band how on it can be difficult not to buy it about a review but you don't necessarily have to share it or amplify it if you don't want to but just maybe take something from it or look at it and you know just to see why why it's there yeah if it sits there and goes oh this band sucks and i hate it fine bin it but there used to be something in there to, to at least mull over but uh, let me also tell you, I'm still maybe retired from bands, but I'm still a sensitive artist person. You need to look no further than our YouTube comments at Ghost Cult Mag on YouTube of all our video content we put out weekly. Uh, fat guy, I want to punch him in his dumb bearded face. How many trucker hats does this commercialist fuck have? Stupid battle vest, the fat this and that, like the, the it's endless. It's endless. So like, believe me, I also get bad reviews. Uh, I had a guy who hated the Machine Head review. I did, I did like, you know, I do, you do these video reviews that are a complement to our written reviews. And it's good content for YouTube, just being frank and Instagram. And one guy just tried to savage me. <laughs> and he's like, I schooled <laughs> you. And I was like, did you though? Like, cool, bro. Glad you got that out of your system. Cool. Like literally looked up and quoted Machine Head bad lyrics to me and trying to tell me, you know, my business. It's like, you can not like the video or like me and then dislike me. 
I'm just another goofy person online trying to do what I do to get attention for us. That's all I'm doing. But, you know, just don't take it. It's, I get it. I, and it's hard for me. We also face rejection. We get turned down from things. We get denied things and it's hard. It's, it's really hard. So I am sympathetic to bands when they see a five and we're very tough. We're, we're tougher than I think a lot of other sites that are just only review things they love. So they're all, there's no grades and it's all basically a 10. Uh, there are a few other sites that are like known for their burns, right? So like you want to get reviewed by them because they're going to smash you and that's fun for the fans, but I don't think that helps the bands, but okay. I got roasted by Angry Metal Guy just to call them out. They're a great website. Like a lot of people go to them and like them and quote them and comment on them, but like they're known for a certain type of review. We don't do those kind of reviews. And honestly, anything that's too terrible we just don't even review it because it's like we need we have we need the space for other things. We have no time, it, yeah. even with our staff, the generous staff of people giving their time. So I don't know. We, this went on very long for a final thought, but you know, again, like <laughs> bands don't be discouraged. Don't doesn't mean like if we didn't like you, someone else isn't gonna love you. I don't think our bad review negatively impacts your ability to sell a record or go on tour or be a band. Uh, and again, don't definitely don't come after our guys. Cause there's an angry person on the other end of the Twitter handle that will come for you. Uh, <laughs> like you shouldn't, you shouldn't like none of our reviews are so shitty that you need to attack our people. It's happened before, as you know, as people will know who've listened to us for a long time, there's been a couple of instances where a band went after a writer, which is unforgivably bad. And I had to get like a management and the label to step in. I think uh, my battery died here. Anyway, <laughs> you can no longer see me, but luckily this is a podcast. Anyway, long story short, uh, you know, bands keep doing your thing. Keep sending us your stuff. PRs and labels. I know they don't want bad reviews, but you know, sometimes you just get them. And uh, yeah, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. But uh, anyhow, Steve, thanks again for being here, and uh, we'll do it again in about three weeks. Yes, yeah, and I will, I'll have done my homework in October by then. But I'm still going week by week. I'm at the end of September as far as uh, as far as my listening goes. So. There it is. Plan it out. And, plot, and then maybe some things will surprise you. There's there's probably a bunch of other things I haven't got to yet that uh, October is so packed with albums. And there's there's no shortage of stuff. Hopefully you don't miss too much. No, um, cool. Yeah, thanks again, pal. We'll see you soon. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.